Are you a high performer struggling with stress, overwhelm, or lack of time? Do you find it extremely difficult to balance your physical and mental health with your busy life? If so, make sure you check out the free training that I put together on how to effortlessly transform your physical and mental health while simultaneously exploding your daily performance. This training is going to reveal the single most important factor to your success in any area and why you've been set up to fail, how to hack your way to a peak state and create massive momentum in your health and your life, and the four keys to unlocking the body's natural ability to thrive and elevate every area of your health and success. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure you head over to reachpeakperformance.com. That's reachpeakperformance.com, or you can find the link to the training in the show notes. So with that being said, let's get into the show. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Early Risers podcast. I'm your host, Skylar Deem, and I am an early riser. Now, if you are a first-time listener to the show, welcome. I'm super grateful that you are here. I'm super excited that you are here, and you're joining us for a pretty awesome episode. So a little reasoning behind the name Early Risers. Now, I believe an early riser is someone who wakes up earlier than they have to and uses that time for uninterrupted personal development. So you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. You don't even have to wake up before like 9 p.m., right, if you're a night shift worker. Say you got to wake up at 9.30 p.m. to get to work on time and you wake up at 9 p.m. and you perform some sort of a, quote, morning routine, I'd still consider you an early riser, right? And on the same end, if you wake up at 8 a.m. and normally you wake up at 8.30 and for those 30 minutes you do something that pushes you to be better, you are an early riser. And I like to emphasize this in every episode because I truly believe that we're kind of getting caught in this comparison game. You know, we hear all these major, major successes such as Eric Thomas or Tony Robbins or, you know, really anyone just preaching the fact that they wake up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And sometimes we can get lost in that game of, well, if I'm not waking up at that time, I'm not good enough. I don't hold up. But I just really like to emphasize, like, do a little more than you did yesterday. Like, don't make these great strides and expect to have it stick, but really take the small steps that you didn't yesterday. So if you're waking up at 8 a.m. and you wake up and you immediately start your day, maybe think about waking up a little earlier and, and really just getting on that track of pushing yourself to be better. So that's a little background on the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back. Super grateful to have you as always. And like I said at the beginning, I'm very, very excited for this episode. So in this episode, we have Michael Hilton. Now, Michael and I connected on Instagram about a year and a half ago, I believe. And we, you know, I, I went on his podcast and I spoke to him and we kind of formed a relationship. And it's awesome just seeing each other grow and just seeing what we've both been doing. And I brought Michael on because he has a pretty amazing story. And I found myself multiple times throughout this episode just kind of jaw dropped, like I was extremely blown away by what he was saying, and it, it was super captivating. So, And it helps that he has an awesome accent for anyone else from the States. So Michael Hilton, a little bit about him, he has made it his mission to help ambitious dads upgrade their mindset, unlock the power in their relationships, get in great shape, 
take control of their life and have more fun doing it. So all in all, Michael's all about being just a kick-ass dad and helping other dads kick ass as well. So Michael was a one-time alcoholic drug addict that overcame his battle with addiction, stress, depression, and suicidal thinking to find purpose and meaning in helping others to become the best men, father, and husbands that they can be and live a life full of fun and adventure. So I'm super, super excited for the episode today. Before we dive into it, I do want to give you a quick reminder. The show is completely free. I'm doing this for you. And all I ask in return is if you get some value out of it, if you get anything, if it helps you pass the time, or even if it gives you information that allows you to improve your life, all I ask is that you head over to iTunes and leave me a, re- a rating and a review on the show because that is how the show gets ranked. That's how we grow. That's how I can bring you on more awesome guests, and that's how I can make this the best show possible. So like I said before, I appreciate you being here. I'm excited for this episode, and without further ado, let's get into it. So today's special guest is Michael Hilton. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm good, my friend. Excited to be on. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm excited to have you as well. Uh, super excited to dive into it. I'm, I'm glad we connected online. What was it like, man, like two years ago, a year ago? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, wasn't it? Um, through Instagram. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, you, you, you start following people. I was following your stuff, listening to your stuff. Really enjoyed your stuff, man. Loved where you was going with it. Invited you onto my podcast. That was a little while ago. Now and now, now here we are, and uh, roles of reverse, man. Yeah, I think man. It's, it's probably been about a year, year and a half. I think, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And and you've been doing some awesome stuff, and you're on the come up. And I'm super excited to dive into just your story and what you're doing. Uh, mm. Do you mind just starting us off, sharing about yourself, just a little bit about what you do and how you got to this point? Yeah. So basically, it's kind of evolved and changed over time. Um, oh, you know i started off i say i say it's evolved a hell of a lot man like i started off as a pt and it evolved from a personal trainer and a nutritionist into a life coach and then i was like life coaching and i was kind of like there was no real direction with the life coaching and i was like where am i going to go with this who do i want to help and here's a bizarre thing um is i specifically said i don't want to coach men right i don't like coaching men Men are egotistical, they're arseholes, they don't want to change, right? So I'll coach women because women are easier to coach and more acceptable to this stuff. Um, and it's kind of evolved and it, what, what happened is, um, which I'll get into the story a little bit more about it, is, but I went on a men's uh, retreat. I kind of thought I had all my shit together and, and stuff and I went on a men's retreat and uh, I just remember being in this retreat and I broke like an egg in this retreat, right? And there's 12 other men in there and I started crying in front of all these other men. And it was really uncomfortable for me, really uncomfortable. Like I was like super, it's crazy because you see other men cry in there and you're like, oh man, yeah, that's, that's cool. But when it comes to you, it's like, you think, oh, these other 11 men in here are judging me for crying, man. And um, I went through that process and then I went back to the retreat and I've done that retreat like five or six times. Um, And then on this retreat, I just kind of realized that what my, what my purpose, I say purpose because um, I don't necessarily think that it's what I made my purpose, but I kind of see this work, how important it was to, to help other men. Um, and then it evolved to that, which is crazy. It was just 
just started helping men and now it's evolved to the next stage where it's like dads that's that's my thing is helping helping fathers to win at life so that's kind of what got me to this part now but if we wanted to go back a bit further is you know I'm, I'm a recovered alcoholic my journey started about um and man just interrupt me because if i get my soapbox <laughs> i'll just talk for hours go, man. So just, just interrupt me man but my journey started about just just 12 and a half years ago when I walked into the rooms of recovery, man. I, I was um, struggling, struggling, really struggling, man, with, with addiction to alcohol and addiction to cocaine. Um, and then it was kind of morphing and evolving into um, crack cocaine. I started using some crack cocaine. Lucky enough, I got into recovery before I got too deep into that, man. But that was my journey into personal development. Like I was in recovery. I was doing, I was doing okay in recovering. And I read, I think it was about, cause I couldn't read. I went into recovery. I couldn't read. And I had to have people read. We have something in there called the big book that we worked from. And uh, I had to have people read it to me cause I couldn't read. And my first ever personal development book. And I still have this book now. I still have the original copy and I've got it on PDF and I send it out to people all the time, man. Um, I'd be interested to know if you've read it and it's called who's moved my cheese. Have you ever read no, that? I've never even heard of it. Oh man. It's like it. I'll, I'll send you a copy of it, man. Everyone should read this. It, it, it's like the basic of personal development, such a basic, simple book. It's only 70, 76 pages. And, uh, it still took me about four or five days to read it. Cause I couldn't, couldn't read at the time, but that's where my journey started. And I read this book and it just something, you hear people say how oh, it clicked and it transformed my life. It did, but my life didn't dramatically just improve from that one book. But it was the stepping stone and it started moving me forward in my life, man. So that's how I got to this point now with a load of other little stories and that, that maybe we can touch on on the journey that's kind of brought me here more clearer on my mission, man. Yeah. It's unreal. So what, what's the basis of the book? The basis of the book is about two mice and two humans and uh, they're chasing cheese. That's it. Each day they get up and they go out for their cheese. And what it is, is it talks to the basics of the book is really talking about fear, about how you get comfortable and how we, we, we fear the unknown and we fear the change. It's, it's such a really simple read and just such a profound little book, man. It really gets you thinking about. Definitely yeah. going to have to check that cool out. Book. Yeah, for man. Sure. I'll send you a copy. I'll email you a copy when we finish, man. It's a good, good book. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at where you are now and hearing a little more in depth, which I've never heard, but your past and your story and kind of your road to recovery, it is amazing the transformation you made. Like, I see you killing it online. Like, you're a kick-ass dad. You're a kick-ass husband from what I can tell. Like, you're taking care of your health, your mind, your body. And mm. it's really, really impressive. So, mm what did that transformation look like for you? Like you read that book, you, you started this journey into personal development. Was it this life changing moment and this huge leap or was it kind of a slower transformation? That's a good question, man. I, I think it's, it's very easy and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very mindful of my words and how, how I put stuff, man. But like, um, like that book, that book transformed my life in that minute. Like it woke something up in me when I read that. And I was like, man, like, this is really profound, this stuff. Like, because, because I, I went through school and I, 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 I come out of school with no education. I bunked off of school. I, I didn't care for school. I, I hated it because 
back then I was dys dyslexic and um, no one really diagnosed it. And it wasn't such a big thing when I was young. I know I don't look it, but I'm like 40, 40 years old, man. So back then it was uh, a thing where there was, <laughs> where it wasn't so profoundly knowledgeable, like what dyslexia it was, but it was, wasn't as open as it is now and as much help. So, so going through school, I never nourished my brain with, with, with information and for uh, and for stuff you know like i i believe as human beings we're always kind of striving for um more knowledge and more transformation and, and and all this kind of stuff and i didn't have that in school it was just i was off drinking taking drugs doing all that stuff so then when i read this book it was just like i don't know it's like you know you just find that part about yourself and i'm like wow man this is just really powerful and it shifted something in my mind i'm like no one's ever explained something like this to me. No one's ever showed me this about, about my fears are stopping me. You know, like as a man, my biggest lie, as a man, one of the biggest masks I used to wear, especially when I was drinking and taking drugs was I was fearless, but really like, and how I used to demonstrate that is I'd walk about with my chest up, I'd be loud, I'd be boisterous, you know, all that kind of stuff, which now I look back and I see other people doing it. What I really see is you just see frightened men. That's what I see. And I see frightened people hiding behind a mask and we're hiding behind this mask and trying to convince others that we're not frightened. But human beings aren't stupid, man. Like we see through that. And, and that's where I was. And when I read this about fear, I was like, man, it's the first time I really got to experience like and see what fear was. And really most of all my life, I was just a frightened, frightened little boy. Um, so that really changed. And then that led on to obviously Tony Robbins. Some, and then someone said, oh, you should listen to Tony Robbins. So I listened to Tony Robbins that led me to one of his events um, that led me to other books. And, and I just read all these books on personal development. And I got, I got stuck in this trap for a little while, um, which was consuming too much information, man, mm -hmm. and not, not applying the stuff. So I got, and I see this with a lot of people, we call it shelf help books. Like you get the book, you read it and then put it on the shelf and don't actually do anything with it. Um, and I got stuck in that little rut for a little while, man. And um, where I was just consuming too much information and it's, that can be, that can be another addiction in itself, man. You know, that could be another addiction in itself where you, uh, you're just taking in this information and you sound good when you talk, but I wasn't really applying it or practicing so much of what I was preaching, you know? So I got mm -hmm. caught in that little trap for a while, man. But yeah, it led me on this journey and it was a slow journey, man. It's been slow for me. It has been slow. It's not been an overnight success. Um, it's been a slow journey. And I think, I think that's the same for most people, Skylar. I think that's the same with most people. I just don't always think that a lot of people are truly honest with that. And they kind of, you know, want to say, oh, this happened in six months or this is a year and I transformed my life in this quick time. But for me and the people that, that I kind of see, it, it's just been a, it's been a process, man. It's been a process. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I want to definitely touch on the shelf help books because I've never heard that before and I love that. Um, <laughs> I've definitely heard the, you know, I've heard the concept of consuming too much information and not applying what you learn. Mm -hmm. And I find that I get caught up in that a lot too. Like even mm -hmm. knowing that, that's a problem. I still find that, you know, I, I feel accomplished if I read a book, even if I don't take action. Mm. Um, so, so how do you fight that? Like, how do you approach consuming information as, you know, a way to actually use it rather than just to feel good about learning it? Mm. Again, man, like, um, again, the same as you, honestly, I still fall into that trap. 
you know and and i often say this i say this to people about about like where maybe you are where i am on this journey right is the difference between me and you and maybe the person that's not doing this is it's not that i don't do this stuff it's not that i don't fall into this trap it's just when i fall into this trap i realize it quicker and i spend less time in it right so the gaps kind of got smaller so i still i still slip into it from time to time but what i find is really helpful to me is if i focus um and this is hard but if i focus on one book because if I, if i've got three or four books going um i'm just I, I'm, I'm jumping between books like i noticed i was doing it a little while ago i was listening to the dark side of the light chasers atomic habits um david goggins book and another one and i had like four going i was listening to bits from all of them and i, and I had to catch myself and i'm like man like what i'm doing here and I, I talk to people about this is you've got two things you've got when you read a book is once for information when you read it the second time it's for transformation mm. so i always find it useful to read one book and and stick into one book and i read it for information and then i'll go back for it again and i i apply the stuff that's in it for transformation mm. you know it's very easy to read one book consume the information and move on to the next book and not actually apply the stuff that's in there and and also what I found is really useful, man, is, is, is to limit, you know, maybe just 10 minutes. For limit, just 10 minutes of listening to the, I like listening to audio books. So 10 minutes or just 10 pages, something like that. Mm. Um, and splitting those pages up so I'm not reading them all at once because then I can find that I'm just trying to get these 10 pages in. Um, but if I read two pages and then find something, highlight it and take action on it, or see how it applies to my life and, and do something with it. That's really helpful to me, but I'm not saying that I don't get caught in that trap like you, man. You know, mm, yeah. but it, for me, the focus is one book, keep it quite short. Cause I think sometimes we can get in a rush to get through the book. Like I've yeah. achieved something by getting to the end of it and we miss all the gold nuggets in it, you know? So Definitely. yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. So I actually set a goal last year and this year to read 40 books mm. and I realized like that's not a good goal because it no, makes it more about getting through them than actually mm. valuing them. Mm. Um, and I think it's also important to note that, you know, something that I learned recently that helped me is you don't have to finish a book if you're going through and it's not giving you much value. Mm. Like I felt like I, I, I pre-created this list of 40 books that I had to read this year. And then when I was going through one, I was literally like, this isn't helping me at all. Like it, I thought it'd be interesting. I thought it would help me, but I know this stuff and there's no way I'm going to actually apply this in my life. And then I caught myself. I was like, okay, well, why am I reading this then? This is a waste of my time. This is a waste of my energy. And mm. I think that's important for anyone. Like if you're going through a book, you don't have to finish it. Like if it's not mm. serving you, you don't have to read every single word and then feel accomplished once it's done. Yeah, I, I done that a little while ago, man. I bought a book and I was really looking forward to this book. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna name it. I'm, you know, and um, the guy's out there. He's quite well known in that. And I got his book and I started reading it, and I wasn't even halfway through it. And I just, I was like, man, like I'm just not enjoying this. You know, it, mm. it's, you know, it's not. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not enjoying it. Other people will, that's fine, but I'm not enjoying it. So I, I just stopped, put it on the shelf and it's up on the shelf. And will I go back to it one day? Who, who knows, man, but just at this present time, it just wasn't, I just didn't find it a very good book, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's, so, that's good to realize. Definitely. And another thing just to touch on as well, which is quite useful is like, for me, I'll say like the one book, you know, in the mornings, what I, I do like to do, and I'm changing, mixing it up a little bit is I like to read a book in the morning on business 
you know, it could be sales, could be business, could be money, something like that that gets me thinking a bit different about business. And then in the evening, I like to read a book about personal development, self, mm. you know, something like that. I don't like to do it the other way around because reading a book on business and marketing and things like that late at night, I can find myself thinking too much about business and I, and I struggle to go to sleep because I'll lay there thinking about it. But, mm. you know, I, I like it that way in the morning. In the morning to do a book on on business and stuff like that and in the evening maybe uh, another five pages of a book on personal development man play awesome. with that at the moment mm, yeah awesome mm. so i definitely want to pivot over to the more man side of things the masculinity the husband mm. father area yeah um before we do that you mentioned you had a meltdown meltdown five years ago and yeah, i man. think yeah. that's a super super crucial part to talk about in your story because i think it'll kind of opened the door of, you know, how you got here and how it helped you rather than mm. hurt you. Mm. Um, so do you mind speaking about that experience? No, man. Like, you know, he, here's the truth. Um, so it started a little bit before five years ago. So um, what happened is I, I got on this journey of personal development. Um, I was in recovery um, and something, something clicked in my head about, about entrepreneurship and, and making money, right? So um, I've never come from money. I've never really made money by myself. And, and something clicked to me about making money. So I, I was going on this journey and I, it was, it may look at this, this was part of the event that happened, but just going back a little bit more. So basically what happened is I just become really focused on business and making money. So at the time I was with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, I was just with her. Um, and I was focused. I was like working. I was learning everything I could about business, personal development, any given moment, bomb, bomb, bomb. I was on it. And I was going back to that. What I said there, I was over consuming and it was getting, it was just like filling up a bucket with water with, with no release from it. Like a kettle was just like steaming at the ears. Um, and it went on for this for a little while. So it wasn't really a problem because we didn't really live together at the time. Um, and she wasn't pregnant and every waking hour was about business, 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 building this business. And I've become, I become obsessed with, I, 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 on the video here, I'm kind of showing you, I, I tip the scales too far to one side of, of everything become about making money. So on that journey as well of making money, I, I'm trying to live an honest life and stuff like that. And I got wrapped up into um, credit card fraud. I got wrapped up into credit card full time. <laughs> so I'm this guy who's in recovery, trying to make a better life. I'm talking about all this stuff, Tony Robbins and all that. And then this guy said to me, hey, man, look, I can make you £40,000. Just like that, man. You've got a few bank cards. We could do a little bit of... And I was like, yeah, man, like £40,000 would go really nice now, you know? So I got involved in that. That all went sideways, man. And um, I ended up being left in £10,000 worth of debt, which I don't, I, I don't complain about because that's my fault for, uh, for getting involved in that. So that kind of started this, this journey. And then my business started taking off. I started seeing some results in my business. Um, so I was making a bit of money. And then me and my wife got, um, we was getting married. She was pregnant. And it went on. And we got to this point where... I've got my own office and we just got married in Turkey. Um, and my first, my first born boy was here for a little while now. So it's, it's jumping a little bit, but he was about six months old. And, um, but I was spending more and more time at the office because what was happening for me as, as a man is I started seeing a lot of cracks in my foundations. 
you know, like I was reading these books. I was, I was talking this stuff. I was talking a good game, right? I was, I, I wasn't practicing what I preached. You know, it was kind of like, do as I say, but don't do as I do. And I was on this journey and I was, I had clients coming to see me and I had a, a uh, at the time I had a nutrition and health consultancy. So people coming to me, but they weren't just coming to me for that. They were coming to me for other problems. So, you know, I'm giving all these people these answers to life, but the truth was, man, is I didn't have the answers myself. And I was hiding, hiding behind all these layers of masks, right? You know, um, I wanted the world to see that I was successful. I wanted the world to see I was, um, uh, I could make a lot of money. I wanted the world to see that I, you know, um, that I wasn't frightened. I was this, this, this man that could, could do anything. I could take on anything. I could help people. And, you know, in my heart, I wanted to help people, but it become, I went too far the other way and it ended up just becoming all about money. So on the, on that journey, what started to happen is the cracks, because when you build a business on foundations like that, in my experience, it doesn't last very long. Or if it does, you just become really unhappy, man. And, and I was making some good money. Right, I was making some really good money, and I was miserable and dying on the inside, man. Miserable and dying on the inside, and um, I wasn't spending hardly any time at home with my wife and my newborn baby. Now, I never had a father growing up in my life, and I always promised that when I had a kid, I would be there. You know, I would be there. I would be present. I, I would be the best father I could be, and I wasn't right. And the powerful thing that I realized about that now is like, I was getting so, so much significance. Think of this guy, like the significance I was getting from business, right? So you, you get a client, you get money in your account. That gives you significance. That's, that's like, boom, right. I've got the kill, the next client, I've got the kill, the next client, I've got the kill. And I was getting significance from that at home in my home life, my wife, because I was felt like I was juggling bowling balls. I was stressed out and burnt out. And, and my mind was just focused on money and making money my relationship was going down, down the pan and I wasn't getting significance with my partner. There was no significance. I was so stressed out. My sex drive was on the floor. I wasn't connected with my wife. We was getting further apart. My mind could not switch off from work. So then I wasn't present for my wife. I wasn't present for my little boy. Um, when I was there, I, I just didn't want, I, I was just not there. I was there in body, but not there in mind. I was just always thinking about work and, and the more and more married to my business I was, the less married I was to my wife. The more my, my baby, my business, I call it, the more my business was my baby, the less I was investing time in my baby at home. And then it just, I just ended up burning it all to the ground, man. I just, I, I just was on my knees in the end. It just crippled me because they were just on weak foundations, man. And you, you, you know, in my experience, when you're building a business and that you, you, if you make it just about the money and, and what you can get, and of course we're in business to make money, but when your sole focus is on that, you're not really doing a great job of serving and everyone, everything else comes second to that man. So that's what took me to that tipping point there, man. Um, yeah. Hmm. And when you hit that point, what did you do to build that foundation? <laughs> so it's, it's a bit of an ongoing joke, but um, so once, once the business, once I burnt it to the ground, man, and, and um, uh, you know, I told my wife what was happening is I was making a lot of money in my business, but I was lying to my wife. I was skint. You know, I was spending more money on marketing, more money in my business, and we were struggling at home financially. But I was making good money, but I was pumping it all into my business. Um, so we'd got married, we'd come back, and the week after I come back from my wedding, 
I had 40 clients booked in to see me in a week. So not one person showed up, not one person out of 40 people, not one new consultations showed up. So because it was built on such soft foundations, it didn't take long for that business just to disappear, man, because the mm. money was, there was no money in it. So it disappeared. And I, and I said to my wife, I was, I was depressed. I was feeling suicidal again because I had all my identity tied up into my business. It's who I am. Right. And when, that, when your identity gets ripped away from you, man, like I was just feeling empty. So we got, I said to my wife, I need to get away. So we went away for a break. Um, and we went away to a place in England called Clev- Devon, Devon. Have you heard of Devon in, in the UK? No. Okay. So there's a place in the UK called Devon cliffs, right? Which is cliffs. Probably not the best place to go to when you're feeling suicidal, right? <laughs> Plenty of places to jump off from. But we went there and um, by this time, I, in my head, I was just asking myself questions. So I was really depressed. I was feeling suicidal. I was feeling ashamed of who I'd become and what I'd done. And we went to Devon Cliffs. And what I was doing is I was going out for little walks by myself, but on the condition I took my mobile with me. So my wife could just check in that I was okay. And she kept saying to me, look, are you going to be okay going for walks by yourself? Cause there's cliffs here. And I'm like, you know, look, I suffered with depression when I was drinking and that and almost tried to take my life when I was drinking. I'm feeling suicidal and depressed now, but I don't actually think that I'm going to take my life. I think it's just this, this feeling of, of like I'm licking my wounds kind of, you know, wanting people to feel sorry for me. So I've gone out for a walk and I'm walking on the beach and this was probably the most powerfulest, the powerfulest thing that I've ever experienced in my life, man. And, um, I was really depressed. I was feeling suicidal and I'm walking along the beach and I'm asking myself questions. I'm like, why has this happened to me? Why has this happened to me? Cause at the time you're in it, I'm in the hole. I can't see all my mistakes. I still want to blame someone. I'm looking to blame someone, right? Oh, it's the area I live in. It's the economy. It's all this kind of stuff. And I'm walking along this beach and I'm, and I'm like, man, like what, why has this happened to me? What's going on for me? And I've shared this story many times. People have told me it's Jesus talking to me. People said it's God. People say it's Buddha, higher power. I don't know. Could be all of that. Could be none of that, man. Could be just myself talking to myself. I was walking along and I was asking myself the question, why has this happened to me? And I just had this powerful insight and I heard this voice say to me, Michael, the reason you're depressed and suicidal is because you've got the inability to accept reality for what it is. This is your fault. And I was like, it kind of stopped me and I was like, so straight away, I'm like, have I read that in a book? That's the first fault because that couldn't have come from me if I read it in a book. So I've gone back. I didn't go back straight away, but when I got back to the caravan, I was looking online. I put it in. If I read that somewhere, is it a quote and all this stuff? And, and to this day, I've not found, you know, it anywhere that I'd read it. It's just something that happened. So and that moment it happened, it was really powerful. And I sat on a rock and I, I drew a line in the sand and just stepped over the line and i'm and i'm like that's the old me the selfish self-centered all about myself blaming everyone else and i stepped over and i said this is me i'm going to take ownership i'm going to take responsibility i'm going to become the best father the best husband i can be that comes first and foremost before business and i'm going to be the best man that i can be um and that's what kick-started me on this journey to from five years ago to this point now where it's got me to this point where I am now, man, you know, uh, in my life. Yeah. Man, thank you for sharing. That is a super, super powerful story. And I'm really, really just thankful that you shared that. Thank you for opening up.
Absolutely. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. So the actual, so once you made that decision, what were the actual steps you took? Cause you're like, like I said before, like from just everything I've seen, you're killing it with your fitness, with your health, you're killing it with your family. Um, and I'd like to kind of have some practical tips for people who may be in that position as fathers or as husbands, um, or even if it applies to being a wife or a mother, like, or just a friend, um, mm. like what were some things that you did that are just practical one to three things that you could share with the listeners? Yeah. Um, so what did I do? It was practical. See, so like, um, back then I wasn't really that clear back then on, on really where to go. I just started to ask myself some more questions, you know, like one of the things I have learned is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself. You know, so like if I was on that beach and I would have said to myself, I want to change, but I can't, then that's really closing my mind off to any possibility. But if I say to myself, I want to change, I don't know how to, let's look at maybe how I can do this. That's opening my mind up for searching for possibilities. What can I do to change? Um, I'll tell you one, one, one mistake I did make. There's been many mistakes I've made. You know, it's like from that moment, it's not been plain sailing. It's not like this big rocket took off. It's been a gradual, gradual, gradual change. And it's all about the mindset. So one of the things, one, one thing I could say that's been really powerful for me for creating new habits um, um, and generally crushing it more in my marriage as a father, as a husband, as a husband, as a father, in my health and in my fitness and, and all this stuff is, is really getting to the misunderstandings, right, of what's creating the, the problem. So a lot of people say, for example, let, let me give you an example here, man, like, I'm going to stop drinking, right? So they're going to stop drinking. So they're drinking too much. They go, I'm going to stop drinking. I'll give this analogy because it's, it's really simple for me to give this analogy to my story. So I'm going to stop drinking, right? So I'm going to go to the gym, right? Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing to do, but what we're not looking at here is that's the tip of the iceberg. That isn't the thing that sunk the Titanic. Well, what sunk the Titanic was the, what was underneath the water, right? So the tip of the iceberg didn't sink the Titanic. That stuff there is just changing your behavior isn't the problem. What the problem is, is your misunderstandings, I call them. So I'll give you an example of my misunderstandings. Every time I, I had these two misunderstandings that were really powerful for me. Number one, life is boring, right? Number two, I'm not good enough. So when I drunk alcohol took drugs, life didn't seem quite so boring. And number two, I felt better about myself. I could say the things that I wanted to say. I could be the Michael that I wanted to be. I could chat to the girls. I could do this. Now think of this. Every time I tried to stop drinking, right, that's it. I'm done. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm changing my life. I would always work at the surface level. So I'd remove the drinking. But what was still there, which I wasn't aware of, is the misunderstandings. So after a period of time, I'd be sitting there and, and all of a sudden that, that voice would say, you know, man, life's boring. Or I'd want to go and chat to the girl and I couldn't chat to the girl because the story was I'm not good enough. Or I'd want to go and do something I'm not good enough. So ultimately, that's what would take me back to the old behavior, right? In all areas of our life, we, we all have misunderstandings behind an unwanted habit or a behavior that we have that we're not always aware of. 
right? So it's really getting to the root cause of, of, of what's creating those habits and behaviors. So, you know, for me, um, the story was for me in business, right? And, and I love this, what you said. I love this, what you said about Gary Vaynerchuk, man. I remember watching your post and you said, you like, you've got nothing against Gary Vaynerchuk, but you don't watch Gary Vaynerchuk anymore because it's not in a line with how you want your life to be, right? How he lives his life. I was spending time with men and guys that were building businesses where 99% of their time was at business, was working on their business and 1% at home with their family. So my misunderstanding was, oh, if I want to make money, I've got to neglect everything else in my life, right? Because I've got constantly hustle, work, grind, hustle, work, grind, which come at the effect of having any fun in my life that come, from, come to um, my health, it came to my, my relationships and my family and myself because I was just constantly working. I didn't have much time for anything else. So that was my misunderstanding around my work of business. So one of the key things I would say, man, is whatever it is you're doing, when we just try and change the habit or try and change the behavior, we need to look a surface deeper than that. We need to look at the, look at the sunk the Titanic, which is the misunderstanding and stories we create about the thing that we're trying to change. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love that, man. So that's, that's insanely powerful. And I just want to kind of summarize it just because, yeah, go, man. Um, just to put it in like as simple terms as possible. So what you're saying is number one is just clarity, just asking better questions and finding out what your misunderstandings are, just getting like mm. a clear picture of how you think and how your life is. Yeah. Um, yep. And then something that you kind of just threw in, which I know wasn't your main point, but I think it is super, super crucial is to follow those who you want to model. Mm, like if, if, important, man. if yeah. someone has given you some great advice, but their life isn't the one that you want, then maybe they're not the best person to, to follow or to model after. Mm, people are always giving us advice, man. I, I was on the phone to a friend of mine the other day and, and wholeheartedly within his heart, you know, he wasn't doing it to be malicious or anything, but he's never run a business, but he's telling me how to run a business. <laughs> and, and people do it, man. People, yeah. people just automatically do it, you know? And if someone doesn't have a life that you want or is creating the life and the business that you want, here's the thing, Skylar, is, is um, this is where I got it back to front. So here's a really important, a really important step or a tip for anyone that's in this, in, in, in this self-development or is listening to this. Spend some time to craft out what you really want and how you want your life to look, right? Really, really take consider. Don't worry about money or anything like that at the moment. How you want your life to be and you want it, want it to look like, right? What do you really want? Like if I say that to most people, would you really want? They say more money, but they don't know why they want more money. Hmm. Well, okay, here's a penny. You've got a penny more, right? A penny's like, nothing in the UK. I think it's even less than a dollar. Here's a penny. You've got more money, right? Really write down how you want your life to be and what you want it to look like. Then create that and you create a business around the life that you want. What I done is I didn't do any of that. And I created this chaotic business with a tiny little life around it that didn't include exercising regular, even though I was in the health and fitness industry because I didn't have time. I created this chaotic business. I wasn't having no fun in my life. I didn't have time for my family, right? Um, and I didn't have much time to really 
work on myself. I was reading a lot of stuff, but I wasn't applying it to myself because all my life was about business, business. So really get clear on what do you want? Like for me, I'm super clear. I, I want, <laughs> I want romantic holidays with my wife. I want to spend time with my family. I want to drive supercars with my eldest boy. I want to take my middle boy to a super, like he loves like Avengers and things like that. There's events that go on. He wants to go and see this stuff. I'll spend time with him. My daughter's still one when she gets into ponies and things like that. I want to be able to, to spend that time with them. Like, like I'm clear on what I want for my family before I'm clear on anything else. Then I'll create a business that supports that. Then I'll create the business to support that. You know, like if you look at someone else and like there's nothing wrong with Gary Vaynerchuk. But if I look at Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy operates off no sleep. What I look, what I can see very much like an hour, maybe two hours. He's working all the time and he's got his mission. And he's got his reason. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not how I want my life to be. Mm. And that's the kind of thing I was modeling before, which made the big, which ended up breaking me, man. I was modeling mm. someone else's way without actually knowing what did I really want, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I think it is important to mention, like, I think Gary V, like you said, he has some great stuff. Yeah. And I think when it comes to the mindset end, he's a genius, like how to think, how to not care about what other people think and mm. all that. Um, mm. But when it comes to just grinding, 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 you know, the, the guy, his only free time is when he watches the jets on, on TV yeah. and that's like it. So mm. uh, yeah, you, you got to ask yourself, like, if you're going to follow his advice for how to produce content, how to build a business and how to really do anything, like, is it what you want? Is it what you mm. want to model? Mm. Definitely, man. Definitely. And it, like I said, there's not, there's a lot of guys out there that I really like, but they, they just don't have the life that I want. So, mm. and, and they've got the life that they want. They've created the life that they want and that's, that's perfect. So if they've, the one good thing that you can see from that is, wow, if they're doing that and create the life they want, they want, then I can create the life I want and do something different. Mm. And that's what happened to me this time around when I wanted to, I started sorting out people that, had the life that I want, were spending time with their family, were making good money, were helping people, you know, um, and, and, and having free time to have fun in their life, man. You know, super, super, super powerful. Mm. So I do want to just cover briefly, uh, if you have any tips of just how you show up as a father and as a husband. Hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the, I was going to share on this earlier. One of the, one of the mistakes that I did make was, um, I focus too much on becoming a better father and a better husband. Right. Um, and kind of, I shifted my focus on that. Um, and I had a realization around that. And the focus on that really was about becoming a better man was working on me because obviously to become a better man, then I'm automatically going to become a better husband and a better father. And in order to do that, you need to put yourself first, which is alien to most people, right? To most people. It's absolutely, it's alien to most people. Like you say to me, you need to put yourself first. And in straight away, a lot of people think that's selfish. But if I don't put my, like, you've probably heard of this saying about the airplane analogy when, I'm, when the air masks fall down, right? Definitely. You know, there's no oxygen. You can't put other people's masks on first. You need to put your on first, then help other people. And um, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't looking after me. I was too busy running around after other people, looking after every person, saying yes to everything. Um, and I needed to look after me. I need to take care of me because the better I am and the better state I'm in, ultimately the better father I'm going to be and the better husband I'm going to be, mm. you know? Um, and that was really the foundation for me. And really 
um, just to touch on it is, is I kind of come across and have adapted and made my own system up, which is called like the five fundamentals. And this is what I do on a day to day basis, um, within my life, um, which creates results for me, you know, um, and creates results with other, other dads and other men that I work with. And it's, it's kind of based on really small, simple little wins each day, you know, um, 1%. I always focus on like the 1%. You know, we, we want to change our lives and we look, we, when we want to change our lives, we can look at all the problems in our lives and want to change it all at once. Um, and it's all big, massive, radical changes. And we start on this journey and, and we start to become a better husband, a better father, and then slip very easy back into our own ways because it gets too overwhelming, right? It gets too, too much and too overwhelming. So what I get the guys to focus on is just like 1%. Like think of that. If you get 1% better in yourself, 1% better in your health, 1% better in your wealth, 1% better in your family, and 1% better with having fun in life, think where that's going to be in a year's time or two years' time. It's that it is constant starting, stopping, starting, stopping, and you get to a point where you shame yourself so much and beat yourself up because you, you're not flowing through what you say. You just don't end up doing anything, man. Mm. You know? Were yeah. those the five fundamentals that you just said? So do you want me to, to, yeah, to share that you, with the five yeah. fundamentals? Could you yeah, briefly yeah, touch on that? Yeah, so the five fundamentals, this is what I do um, every day. So self. So what I do is, is, I, is I've kind of made it playful for myself, right? And gamify it. And that's what we do with, with the other guys. So in self, we have two things that we do a day. Uh, self is, is we write out three wins a day, three wins that we have a day, yeah? And we get half a point for that, yeah? Then the, then the other one is uh, meditation and visualization. They're the two things we do each day in self. Three wins a day, meditation and visualization. So you get half a point in each of them, right? Which mm -hmm. makes one point. So you get one point in self if you complete both of those, right? Um, health. So we work out every day, seven days a week, right? Our bodies were designed to move. I don't care what it is you do, but you work out every day and move your body and get a sweat on. Next one, you get half a point for that. Next one, three liters of water a day. That's it, right? Most people want massive, like people, like when they change their health and they're like, right, I've got to eat this. I'm going to go on this. They can't, but they can't even drink three liters of water a day or two and a half liters of water a day. I've made it three liters of water a day. So just the simple things. Right, so you've got self three wins a day, meditation and visualization, health workout every day, three liters of water a day, wealth study a book about money, right? Whether it's marketing, sales, a business, or how to manage your money, you study one book a day about that, yeah. And then you get half a point, then your next half a point is taking action on one of those things. Something you've learned, you've got to take action on it within yourself, or maybe help someone else with it, yeah. So then you get another point. Family, you send your wife something every day, uh, a message of love, honor, and appreciation, you know, um, buy her flowers, um, set up a date night, you know, and these are little secrets to you guys about buying flowers to your wife. It's never about buying the flowers to your wife. What they actually care about is that you have thought of them to buy flowers mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. So you get a point for that, you know, and it could be simple as a message, man. You send a message. Send a message to your wife, love, honor, and appreciation. I appreciate you. I love you. I honor you for who you are. And you send a text. Um, second one's with kids. Send, send something to your kids or do something with your kids every day, like leave little notes, uh, put your phone down. You know, you spend engaging time with them, ask them how they are, what's going on in their life, you know, and, and creating a space 
for them to be heard. As fathers, um, one of the biggest things I see is we're very quick to sh sh talk down to our kids or talk over our kids before we give them a chance to really express what's going on for them, regardless their age, right? Because what that does, it builds frustration up in them. Right, so just little little things like that. You leave little notes from you. Might leave them a little surprise car, like make something fun where they have to find the car, or you take them out. You know, you have a date night with your wife. You can date your kids as well. You know, I take my kids out individually on dates. I take them both out. So it's just me and my eldest, me and my middle, and then me and my little girl. You know. Um, and here's something for any guys. I don't know if you have many people listening that are married men or or whatever, but here's something that's really for me as a father that's that's the forefront of what i do we want our boys to become good men right we don't teach them how to become good men we show them how to become good men we lead with our actions right if i want my boys to respect a woman and treat a woman nice then i show them that by my actions to their mother with my daughter if i want my daughter to grow up and and meet a good man and a man that's going to treat her well then i do that to their mother because she gets to see that um, something I noticed a little while ago, man, um, is my wife was doing more. She was cooking all the time. And I was sitting there in the living room one day and my boys were playing. I was playing and I had this realization and I had this realization was, man, like my two boys, what they see is mum's always in the kitchen cooking. Dad's always either sitting down or playing with us. And my daughter's seeing that mum's in the kitchen and I'm always in here and the boys are playing. So we come up with an agreement was, three days a week, um, I would cook mm. because what then my boys get to see is, Oh, well, the man does cook as well. And my daughter gets to see, Oh, I haven't got a daughter cooking. Right. So that's something that, that we came up with as well, but you get half a point in each with love, honor and appreciation. You send a message buying flowers or setting up a date night with the kids. And the last one's fun. You get one point for this. You just got to do something every day. That's fun whatever that looks like for you. That's going for a run, whether that's, for me, it's going to play hockey, man. Like I'm a big ice hockey fan and street hockey fan. Um, I love that. You know, it might be going out with my oldest boy on our mountain bikes and having fun, something fun. That's, and that's one of the key things I've seen a lot of men that they, they neglect is their hobbies and having fun in their life, man, because they get too driven on business and then they get so driven on their business and work and making money that they neglect their family. So the little bit of spare time they have is with their family and then they neglect having any fun, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're the five fundamentals, self, health, wealth, uh, family and fun, man. Amazing. Gamify it. I, I could not recommend any more for anyone listening. Like listen to this over and over again. Like this is one of the episodes that I'm blown away by. And it's something that I'm going to be listening to on repeat just because I just got so many insights from you speaking. So thank you, Michael. No, you're um, welcome, man. You're welcome. Do you mind two, two things. So first of all, where can people find you? And then second of all, I'd love if you could just speak on your podcast because you have a great thing going on there as well. Hmm. So um, I'll talk about my podcast first. <laughs> so when you when because you came on it and at the time it was called Man in the Cup, right? <laughs> iTunes weren't having none of that. So then it shifted to Manning Up. Um, and that's evolved now to dad's on fire. That's the podcast now dad's on fire. Um, you can find me on, um, on iTunes, on iTunes, you can find me on there. Dad's on fire. I change it up a little bit. There's going to be a little bit more of me speaking. And then once a month I've got, I'm going to have a guest on there. You're, I, I think you was the first episode on there, man. Yeah. You was the first, I remember you was the first recording on there, man. So you, awesome. you're still on there, man. 
um, which is a great episode. Number two, people can find me on my website, um, which is www.michaelhilton.com. Now, just remember, everyone, I spell my name M-I-C-H-E-A-L. My mum said she wanted me to be unique and different. I call bullshit, <laughs> I call bullshit on that. She just couldn't fucking spell Michael. Man. So, but if you go there, if you go there, put your name in. And, and predominantly, I, I run groups for men and stuff like that. But if there's any, any women listeners, man, go there and, and, and you can stick your email in. And there's a free audio training and a little workbook around the five fundamentals. Because for me, this has been out of anything that I've done has been the most transformational thing that I have come across and adapted and changed and, and used in my life. And I've made a little audio um, training. It's about 40 minutes long. It's audio training on how to apply the, the five fundamentals in your life. So a little bit about my story and also as a little uh, assignment workbook to go with it as well, man. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. And then there's a little segment on the show called my current obsession. And I am curious, is there something that you are currently obsessed with? could be a person place thing color really just anything something you're weirdly obsessed with what am i obsessed with ah it could it could be quite a lot of things man i'd say there's two things is it right to go for two okay yeah yeah i i love i love my ice hockey um i play uh, it's called street hockey. It's the same as ice hockey, but on skates, man. We play on inlines over here. I love that. I'm currently injured, so I can't play at the moment. I love that, which is kind of crazy. A lot of Americans go like a Brit that's so obsessed with hockey, man. But it's, um, I really do love it. It's part of something that I've incorporated into my life for fun. So I'd say that. And also as well, I would say my, what my business is as well, like helping fathers, you mm. know, my family, obviously that comes number one for anything, but you know, helping fathers to win at life, um, helping men to win at life because I see so many men and, and fathers that are not. Um, so that's, I'd say that's kind of become an obsession for me as well, man. And again, I have to keep tabs on that, man, because it could become very easy to, to, to overwork again. It would become very easy, but the difference is now set boundaries. Me and my wife have agreements in place. Um, and we hold each other to those agreements and those, those things, man. So yeah, not saying I'm I'm a perfect man, and but yeah, yeah, great. And then, do you have a final message for the people listening? My final message would be, you know, there's no arrival point with this, right? With whatever you do, right? This is a journey. Enjoy the journey. We can get caught up in the final destination of things. This is just coming to me now, man. Um, as you know, I was doing something called seventy-five hard, mm. um, and I got. It's, it's 75 days um, and I got 24 days, 25 days in enough up, right? Simple. Just, I, I fell asleep before, before reading three pages. The simplest thing, the, the simplest thing of, out of the whole thing of 75 days hard, what you had to do, I fucked up on, you know, and on this journey, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I, I don't meet many people that are perfect. You know, it's a journey. We're constantly growing. We're constantly expanding. We're constantly learning, you know, and enjoy the journey. Like, don't try and be perfect with it. You know, it, 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 you know we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. It's just part of the journey. And enjoy it, man. And some days I'm not a great father. Some days I'm not a great husband, right? But I don't stay in that as long as I used to. And I recognize it and I can go back and make an apology and start again and step up, you know? Um, so yeah, man, that's, that would be my final message. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Michael. This has been phenomenal. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me.